It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next hour. Now, here's your host. Oh, yeah, and St. Louis made a ton of mistakes that really cost them the game. It wasn't until at least the ninth inning they really stepped up and got a base hit, but it wasn't really good enough for them to even come close to winning the game against Boston. Well, St. Louis ended the game with three errors, and Boston had one. So definitely St. Louis was showing it early on that they weren't playing as well. And the fact that they did get blown out 8-1 to one was huge. And not only that, game two is currently going on here. It's at Fenway Park. Cardinals are actually getting their first lead in the series in this game in game two. It's currently... 1-0 to zero is St. Louis currently leading Boston in the, looks like the top of the sixth inning. Now the bottom of the fifth inning. So moving, moving on here, there's been an investigation going on last night about two hours after the game. And uh, I'll bring in our producer Cornelius Hanna here. And what have you thought so far? What's going on in this uh, huge investigation that went on after the game? Well, it came down to the, uh, the pitcher, John Lester, from the Red Sox, and it was a minor league ball, ball player from the Cardinals who was watching the game from home that was, um, I think my mic's coming in a little hot. I'm not paying attention as I'm producing it. <laughs> All right, that's a little bit better. Um, anyway, he um, caught um, what he looked like, John Lester, or the Red Sox pitcher, who had Looked like pitched a great game. Uh, he pitched seven uh, and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball. It was basically, you know, he c- nobody could get a hit off the guy. Couldn't even get solid wood on the guy. He looked like the old John Lester. And, you know, he was getting a lot of praise. And then a few hours later, word started coming out. Somehow somebody spilled it out. There was a minor league ball player that, that he saw Lester doing too much work in his glove and thought he was uh, doctoring the ball. So today's era in technology and video and cameras and things like that, you can, you can zoom in and even blow up uh, video on, on your own computers now in, in, you know, with the technology. And they were replaying a part of the game where he was reaching into his glove looking for the signal towards the catcher. And you can see his two fingers that he would throw a two-seam fastball with or a two-seam cutter, which is his favorite pitch, the two-seam cutter. And he was uh, flicking real quick. As his hand is in the glove with the ball in the glove, he would just flick up to where, like, the pinky and the index, where the ring finger of the glove is to swipe, um, you know, what looked like a white substance. And then he would grab the ball and then get ready to throw. What happened was they started repeating it. And you can see it online right now. I mean, everybody's, you know, may have seen it already. But I'm just going to go back through it for those who haven't. And it's online easily. And then you, they zoomed in on the substance, and, and it looks like this rectangular something that was placed in the glove, like attached to the glove. In baseball, you're not allowed to edit anything to your glove. And especially in baseball, you're not even allowed to doctor the ball, which means put anything wet or you can uh, use anything to cut up a ball. Like some people like to use their fingernails, and that's kind of hard to figure out if a guy's doing it, but fingernails have been known to be used forever. But when you start bringing in a substance in, then you're illegally throwing a pitch. In baseball, with the bat, you can't cork a ball. You can't use too much pine tar um, too high up on the bat. So what happened was this has been going on all day. It's been talked about in the pregame of tonight's Game 2 of the World Series with Lester. 
and it's it's a big it's a big story. They're not going to change the score, but it's unfortunate. And if it, and the the Cardinals have just basically said, guys and Nikki, that this this is not a big deal. They just want to play a ball. They're, they're just trying to keep their mind on the game. But you know, if you're a Cardinal fan and you and they were upset, they were really shouting all all day on the radio. I, you know, I was told, and is that that bothers you when you see that. And when, when you go online, and we're going to pop it online, I'm gonna, I'll show you guys too. And um, it's amazing, amazing that nobody caught that. And they were asked the Cardinals, what, why didn't you say anything? They, they, they just didn't see it in time. They didn't just they didn't pick up on it in time. So uh, it's one of those stories that's never going to go away. It's always going to be talked about. And if the Red Sox ever do win the World Series, it's, that's, they're going to talk about that too. If they lose the World Series, It'll be mentioned, or you do you remember, and it'll go away. If they win, it'll hang around longer. And if there is any evidence that he was doctoring the ball, would there be any consequences or suspensions to this pitcher? They could take him. Yeah, they definitely could suspend him for a game, but I don't think they would. I think baseball doesn't want to even go near it right now at the highest level. Um, and it's just one of those things where they just will turn their cheek and – you know, it, they didn't, he got away with it. The game's over. The results are in. That's it. <laughs> well, but, but Nikki did mention about the three errors last night, which really hurt hurt the, the Cardinals. You know, the uh, shortstop Kozma. Oh yeah, and also, well, it doesn't seem like that's going on right now. As the Cardinals just took a one to zero lead over the Red Sox, so they haven't even scored a, even a run. So it looks like they just got a base hit from Matt Adams from St. Louis as uh, we're currently broadcasting this as the game is currently going on. And not only that, Nikki, do you think like Boston is the better team against the Cardinals? Well, I definitely feel that Boston has been favored uh, to be the World Series winner. And I feel that overall Boston does have more overall aspects that will help them win over the Cardinals. And not only that, the city of Boston has also become one of the first cities ever in the country of sports to even be at two championship appearances. They've already made it to the World Series this October. And early in uh, when summer began, somewhere in like June, they went to the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks. They lost that series on their home ice, sadly. But so far, it's been a very exciting season for sports in Boston after everything that's occurred with the Boston bombing so far, and they've been really stepping up and bringing more competition to the city. So currently going on right now is game two between St. Louis and Boston. Boston is hosting the game at Fenway Park, and then they'll be going back to Bush Stadium for game three and four, which will be on Fox. I got a question for you guys. Um, there was a call in the game. It was the right call too low there we go it was it was the first error in the game when Kozma it was an easy double play ball and Kozma didn't take the relay to step on second he just basically just whiffed on the ball and the ball came off his glove they called him out at second okay should have been a double play out of the inning no runs scored okay it would have been zero zero next batter comes up hits a two-run double or no three-run double and it was quickly three nothing so, the, so basically, it went from a, a three-run deficit where it could have been 
0-0 in that ball game. Now, what happened was he was called out, though. The umpires uh, got together after the manager of the Red Sox comes out and complains and asks, he asks for help. The decision was made. Now, are you okay with the fact that they got the, roll, the call right and the umpires got together and talked about it and they decided on it? Or the nature of the game, judgment of a call, should have been left alone and a call was made and they should just have left it alone. Some people have been on both sides of that. I want to hear both of your opinions. All right, well, basically I think, uh, first of all, for Boston, everything's been new for them last season. Like, they were... Well, about the error. The error? The yeah. error is a why. Tell me right now. I, why would you have agreed with the umpires to change the call. That was the right call on the instant replay. They never actually saw the instant replay because they, they they're not allowed to. But supposedly the other umpires saw the play and they decided call the guy safe at second base. Well, so you're saying like... So do you agree yeah. that they changed the call? That it was the right call. Or judgment error, no, it never should have been decided and thought about. It should have left it alone. Well, what I would say, I mean, I think uh, they should have uh, reviewed the call. I mean, we have seen uh, baseball players, especially here in Arizona, have it under review. I think they should have uh, taken a look under review for that call. Okay, so you, you basically yeah. you're okay with them reviewing it or changing the call? Yeah, it's happened before in MLB, and I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Okay, so all right, Nikki, I want to hear yours. <laughs> well, I would have to say because it is the World Series, and everybody in baseball is watching this game, and for some players or fans to see that it was messed up, uh, it was the wrong call to begin with. I think them changing it, it worked because everybody's eyes was on that game. Yeah, and compared to technology has changed, there can be very clear evidence on changing that call. Okay, here's, here's a funny thing about that, though. When a ball is hit in play and all the umpires are there, how are they watching that play? There's, there's players on base, and they're all moving. Their, their job is to focus on the, the base they're focusing on. Okay, so some of them said that there was an unanimous, unanimous decision on what happened. It's curious that are they able to, were they able to see everything like that? Or when you're, because a lot of ballplayers said there's impossible that every, ball, every umpire was able to see that play, there's to be a, a decision like that. So it was just another one of those things, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe uh, uh, instant replay will come back next year will come to baseball next year that's not just for home runs maybe things like this you know I'm okay with it because it was the right call well <laughs> I just see we're currently uh oh it's like the game is currently in the uh, top of the sixth inning currently right now and uh with that we're gonna take a break and uh don't forget Wait, wait, who's winning the game? You said... Oh, 1-0. You got to tell St. me. Louis. I know. I can't see the score. <laughs> Still the same score. Okay, who's so, pitching? Uh, Michael Watcha. Yeah, Watcha Watcha. All right, Watcha well, doing. That's what they say in, in St. Louis. All right, uh, so all right, the Boston is, is up at that, actually. Okay, all right, we'll go to a break, right? Yeah. Take all, right. Away, man. all right, we're, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. 
stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. Live here from the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Caleb Bushy. Along here with Nikki Murr and our producer, Cornelius Hanna. So leaving, uh, leaving off from the World Series, talking about baseball, we go over to the National Hockey League. It's not been too long since they actually started, and we've already had a lot of games going on, especially what's been going on with the Chicago Blackhawks as they raised their uh, Stanley Cup banner when they won the Stanley Cup Finals this past June over Boston. And not only that, getting into more of hockey, we talk about the Coyotes. And uh, this past Saturday, when they took on the Detroit Red Wings, their their, uh, North rivals, Mike Smith scored his first ever career goal. And not only that, he's the 11th goalie to ever score a goal in the National Hockey League. And uh, what do you think of that, Nikki? <laughs> well, I was there for that goal. I saw it. Uh, it was amazing that it was .1 seconds and then against Detroit. But Mike Smith plays the puck so much uh, behind the net, helping out his team. It's shocking that it took him this long to actually score his goal. But then again, Mike Smith is a talented goalie for Phoenix, and he does get a ton of assists for a goalie. And not only that, that was a 0.1 second right at pretty much the millisecond right there. He scored that goal. It was so close, kind of like Shane Dono's hat trick against the Islanders. But taking a look here at the top 11 goalies that scored their own uh, goals, the first guy was Billy Smith from the New York Islanders in 1979. I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah and then also there's actually been some goalies that have scored more than one goal in their career and is uh Brodeur there yeah, yeah. Martin Brodeur Por- scored three and yeah Patrick Roy yeah it looks like Roy Patrick oh Roy, yeah but it's Patrick Roy yeah I, okay yeah so basically the most 
person that scored the many goals as a goalie was Martin Prodor, who is actually, he was the 10th goalie, so he's right next to Mike Smith. He scored three goals in his career, the New Jersey Devils. He's still playing. Yeah, yeah. and his <laughs> last goal was last season in 2012 when it was against the Carolina Hurricanes. So that was obviously an exciting mo moment for Martin and pretty much the rest of the NHL. So it's amazing. We don't usually see that. Only 11 goalies have actually been successful to score a goal, and it's pretty impossible to do. It is definitely a rare thing, and of those 11, only seven of them have actually shot the puck themselves to go in, just like Mike Smith did. Um, most of them, you know, it is open net goals or lucky bounces, just like Smith got against Detroit. Yeah, I think what Nikki's saying is goalies have cleared it and bounced it off the board or the glass, and it just ricochets and it just finds its way in the net, where Smith and, like, some other guys in the 11 – basically really shot it towards the goal. Like they, they just took it and flicked it high in the air and it just kind of went, you know. Well, moving on from goalies, we go from standings and we'll start off with the Western Conference and currently ranked at number one in the Western Conference is the San Jose Sharks. They've actually surprised me a little bit because they've become a really good team in this uh, NHL Hockey League. It's been very exciting currently. But they choke. Yeah, they, they choke. <laughs> they do. Yeah. When it comes playoff time, when they really need to, they start choking a little bit too much. Oh, yeah. Not only that, believe it or not, ranked two is the Colorado Avalanche. And we, we don't usually hear that in such a while because they are not really the best hockey team, I would say. They used to be. They used, they used to be, to. but that's like kind of the one-hit wonder right there. So, well, Colorado is currently ranked two. They're... They're a game behind San Jose from a victory, so that's the. Uh, so they're not ranked number one, but as you see, Colorado has been doing such a better job than they probably ever done. Well, Colorado just also got a new coach this season, who I'm sure who used to be a goaltender in the NHL. Patrick Roy is definitely someone who gets into it, and he's definitely turned Colorado around. Oh yeah, and not only that. The Phoenix Coyotes are ranked number six, just under the Chicago Blackhawks, who's fifth ranked, the defending Stanley Cup champions. And then below them is the Los Angeles Kings, which they'll be playing later tonight. And I've seen this rivalry go down, and it gets really dirty between these two teams. They don't like each other, and it's probably one of the biggest rivalries in hockey overall. Definitely. Uh, it's, well, kind of a newer uh, rivalry that's come up, especially going back to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. Those two teams have definitely increased. Same as Phoenix and Detroit. It's all changed this for the Coyotes. And moving on to the Eastern Conference, and ranked number one is the Boston Bruins. And so far they lost the Stanley Cup on their home ice in Chicago. I would say made fans uh, <laughs> mad when they ho hoisted the Stanley Cup on their ho home ice, but they're back in first place. They currently looks like are 14 and two, no seven and two, sorry. <laughs> and seems like the Boston Bruins really want to get that championship back after it was uh, kind of robbed from them from Chicago. Well, it is pretty early in the season. Most teams have played just barely 10 games. Boston's tied in first with Pittsburgh and Toronto with 14 points. So 
the top of the Eastern Conference is definitely close. Um, Pittsburgh and Boston, well, Pittsburgh's had a long break, so their points are kind of at a standstill. But for those three teams to be all tied, it's pretty big. Oh, let's go down to the bottom now of the standings. And some of these teams actually quite surprised me because especially the New York Rangers, who are the third to the last spot, so they're in 14th place. It's like really bad. There's 16 teams in that Eastern Conference. And I've seen this team, they used to be the number one seed going into the, uh, the 2012 playoffs two years ago, and they were eliminated by New Jersey in the conference final and the Kings eventually won that year the Stanley Cup but I'm pretty surprised the Rangers have kind of dropped their act since uh, being a good team in 2012. Well they switched coaches with uh, Vancouver so definitely getting used to the new coaches and then I don't feel that Henrik Lundqvist their goalie has been as accurate as he has been in the past he's definitely slowed down his game. Oh yeah Henrik Lundqvist and They've actually have not uh, had really good support from Lundqvist so far, and hopefully it is the beginning of the season. That you never know uh, what could happen so easily. These uh, standings could quickly switch in at least one or two months. And not only that, let's look at some of the teams. Well, Caleb, yeah. uh, look at the ninth-place team and look at the first-place team. <laughs> How many points are they separated by? Many points? Three, right? Yeah. That's like two games. That's nothing in hockey. You know, like what Nikki was saying too, and I agree, is you got to let this game, the season, play out a little bit. Let these teams separate themselves, and then you'll start to see the top half, and then the bottom half, and you'll start to see who's going to battle five through eight. You know, who's the ninth and tenth teams or eleven? They're battling for that eight spot. And who's jockeying for home ice? You know, like it's, it's basically what it comes down to hockey. You know, it'll 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 play itself out. You know, and maybe there's a surprise team. But as of right now, I think anybody can beat anybody. <laughs> the way I look at it. Oh yeah, it's it is early in the season, so we don't know who's going to be who and what rank, and hopefully, the right teams make it into the right ranks and go into the Stanley Cup. Uh, playoffs so we'll see what happens as the season will uh, go in but right now we're going to take a break and live here from the Microsoft store you're listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. 
And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network, live here from the Microsoft Store. I'm Kale Bushy here alongside Nikki Murr and our producer, Cornelius Santa, Hannah. <laughs> so, um, also we want to remind you that our original uh, co-host, Sam Brennan, is currently not with us right now. So he's um, currently working on high school sports and... Uh, currently playing football so we're very excited for him so moving on we'll dig deeper more into the national hockey league and talk about our predictions for the 2014 stanley cup playoffs and so far it's been very hard to tell to see who will go to the playoffs which will be uh later this spring but um let's just start off with some predictions and i think i think st louis uh will have a chance to go to the stanley cup final and so far, like, they've been really good. They kind of slack off in the first half of the season, and then the second half, momentum will build for them, and they've done a really good job of that, and they keep it going in the playoffs. Well, I would definitely have to say St. Louis does pick it up as they go along, and then San Jose is the exact opposite as they kind of slow down. But I definitely have to say predictions for the Stanley Cup, I definitely feel it's going to be a Western Conference team taking home the trophy, not just because that they have, you know, the 14-16 team advantage, but the Western Conference in total has a record over the Eastern Conference of 42-16 and 7. So definitely the Western Conference is dominating the Eastern right now. Well, not only that, but there's also been a big difference with this new NHL season. They've also announced new divisions, so it's really changed the entire country, and they've change these divisions so that way they can expand to new cities like Seattle and uh, Quebec, Canada. So that's going to be very exciting as the NHL will grow over the next few years. But it's also really challenged some of the other teams in the conference, in both the conference. And, you know, it's going to be very exciting to see what's going to play out in the playoffs as it goes on. And currently, San Jose and Colorado have the top two spots in the Western Conference I got to say, San Jose, they do do a good job, but they kind of, kind of blow it off at the end of the season. And I, honestly, I think they just need to keep the momentum going, like keep being encouraged, and hopefully they'll at least go farther than they ever had before. Yeah, San Jose, they get to the playoffs, they get a good spot, and then they just kind of stop playing what they've done all season. They get so far in the regular season, they'll get over 100 points, and then they just stop. Oh, yeah. And also, like, going into predictions on the lower seeds, like, kind of like the seventh, like the last three seeds, which are the lower-ranked teams, I think uh, some of those teams could be Minnesota or at least Nashville. I mean, Minnesota, they haven't really been a good team, but they've done good enough to get into the playoffs last season. And even not only that, make it to the playoffs, and the Coyotes didn't last season. I think Minnesota's been a – they've improved their season last season, and hopefully they'll do it even better this season. Well, I definitely feel 
Nashville and Minnesota, they both find that way to get in the playoffs somehow. They'll, they usually turn up around six, seven, eight, just because they just quickly get in there and they just, Nashville went far a couple years ago, so they definitely have the potential to be playoff teams. Oh yeah, and then also some teams I don't think that are gonna make it to the playoffs is one, I'm gonna go at Calgary because it seems like the Calgary, Calgary has got some allergies. <laughs> so that's all I'll say. And not only that, they've actually had two great games. They defeated the LA Kings their past two games, but they lost to the Phoenix Coyotes, which is early, earlier this week. And uh, I just see Calgary, they seem to be having a little encouragement, like, because they don't want to stay at the bottom. So, but obviously they're not really that good enough of a team. Yeah, Calgary usually just kind of misses out. They're usually around 10 or 11. And so definitely they will probably stay in that area. But on account of everything else going on, a familiar face at the bottom of the standings, Edmonton still down there. Dallas is a little shocking to be last in the Western Conference, but definitely not something surprising from Edmonton even though they've gotten so many great picks over the years and not only that Dallas is in last place and there's been a former Coyote we know used to play over there Ray Whitney who did a fantastic performance when he was with the Coyotes until he decided to go to Dallas and I gotta say that was probably I wouldn't say uh, a very unsmart decision I would say and not only that, Dallas has also got a new look. They just changed their logo. They're going, instead of more like the green and gold, they're going more dark green and black, which I really like. It's pretty cool, but it's, it's just not going to change how their hockey performance is going to be. So moving on now, we finally off the NHL. We go to the National Football League, and as you see, it's already been a very exciting season so far since it kicked off. You've already seen many surprise teams and many good teams are not even good as we thought they would be. And one of those teams I think is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They think they're really good, but so far they've been losing game by game by game. It's pretty much the point where they have no shot in the NFL at this point. So not only that. I agree. No. I disagree. Come on. They're two and four. This is about talk radio. We're going to debate. That's why I like talk radio. They're two and four. There's two wild cards, and they're basically a one game out of a wild card spot. There's ten games left, and they're two games out of their first place. Plenty of time. They've won two in a row, and the games they lost were only within a touchdown. Not over. Just like the New York Jets were supposed to be 0-6, they're 4-3. And just when you thought the Atlanta Falcons or the, who else is, uh, the New York Giants, I mean, this, they're out. The Giants are out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you say the Cardinals are out? Uh, at this point, I mean, I'm not really sure. They've gotten, like, Come on. they're not good. They're not bad. So I think they have a chance in the playoffs if they can take advantage of it. But... I know I got I kind of have to disagree. I mean Pittsburgh. I know there's a lot of time, but it you can't just rely on time to be your guide. I mean, 
Pittsburgh needs if if they want to make it to the playoffs, they need to start act, acting like it now. They need they want to become the Super Bowl champions. They got to play like champions, and they're not doing that right now. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, you're right, and a lot of teams need to start acting like you know they're gonna want it. And there's only like a Seattle team showing it more than ever. And San Francisco's picking up the pace a little bit. Um, AFC, I don't know if KC is is really a smash mouth. You know, I don't know if they're going to. I don't know. Their schedule's kind of weak. They haven't really, you know, they beat Denver, but. No, no, they didn't beat Denver. They haven't played Denver yet. Not yet. Um, but you know, even Denver is soft, and, they, you know, it's they just been getting away with some games because they give up points. And, you know. I don't know what happened in, in against the Colts the other night, but they just all of a sudden they woke up in the second half, and it became you know just the way we saw the Broncos all year long. So yeah, you're right, Caleb. There's like maybe three or four teams that are playing championship football, and the other ones. But as you know, in football, it's how you finish, not how you start. Like in hockey, it's how you finish, not how you start. And that usually begins game one of the playoffs. So you're in, just get in, baby, and then it, you got to be hot. And then you got to play a ball. Uh, hit that puck. <laughs> well, basically, I mean, Pittsburgh hasn't had a really great year this year. But also something that's really uh, thrilled me is the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, they've actually been doing – better than Peyton Manning has Andrew Luck. Not only that, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, his first time he ever went to Indy since he left the Colts. Well, I definitely feel on account of the Broncos and the Colts, they're pretty close this season. You know, the Colts really have turned around under Andrew Luck. And Broncos are 6-1. and one. They're lost coming to the Colts. And the Colts are five and two, so they are still pretty close. They are very close teams, uh, even though it's like halfway through the season. They both are making a run for it. Oh yeah, and moving on from uh, talking about strategies and uh, football teams, we go on to the uh, NFL made a big announcement after uh, a expedition game was played in London between Minnesota and Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh lost, by the way. So just reminding you. And not only that, they've also announced three games to be played in uh, Wembley Stadium in London, England. And those uh, games, the, Jaguar, the Jaguars will take on the Cowboys, the Falcons will take on the Lions, and the Raiders will take on the Dolphins. And uh, no date and times have officially been announced yet, but it's going to be very huge. The NFL wants to build a relationship with the city of London, and that's what Roger Goodell said, the commissioner of the NFL. So with that, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Speaking of Sports, live from the Microsoft Store on the Voice America Kids Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to the Speaking of Sports show here on the Voice America Kids Network. We're live here from the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Kayla Bush here alongside Nikki Murr and our producer, Cornelius Hanna. Also wanted to remind you again that Sam Brennan, our original co-host here, is not joining us right now because... Uh, currently focusing on high school sports and uh wish him luck on that currently right now and we uh hopefully he'll return here soon to speaking of sports but moving on now we go into more of the national football league and talking about this week's games now currently going on tonight it is uh thursday night the buccaneers are currently taking on the panthers and also this sunday there are going to be a lot of games obviously from both the nfc and the afc the 49ers will take on the Jaguars. It's, I think that's probably going to be a blowout because I think the Jaguars are not really the best team ever. But we'll see what happens. And then the Cleveland Browns will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be very exciting. Also an update in the World Series as the Cardinals are leading the Red Sox 4-2 in the top of the seventh inning currently going on at Fenway Park. And then also... And Thursday Night Football, the Panthers are leading the Buccaneers 21-6. to Looks like in the third, it looks like Tampa may have missed an a extra point, I think, in that for that touchdown. Oh, wow. So moving on now, this Sunday should be uh, very exciting, especially the Cardinals are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's going to be a very challenging game for the Cardinals. The Falcons have been a really uh, good team. They were a good team uh, last year. So, Nikki, what are your thoughts about this week's game? Well, for the Cardinals and the Falcons, they're both pretty close, at least um, on their records. The Falcons are 2-4, and four and the Cardinals are 3-4. and four. So both teams have had their struggles, but it should be a pretty close game between those two teams. Oh, yeah, and the Cardinals, have, they've had a very even season, suffering wins. No, not suffering wins, but <laughs> suffering losses. But they've also celebrated victories in the season as well but as you see a lot has gone on for the Cardinals especially going through injuries by injuries they lost a lot of players and we barely even got through the season so hopefully they don't lose any players against the Falcons that's for sure not only that the Denver Broncos after losing to Indy will head back home in their home turf against the Washington Redskins the Packers will take on the Vikings this uh 
Looks like that will be on Sunday night. That will be on uh, NBC. And then also, let's take a look. Looks like New York will take on Philadelphia. We definitely know that Philadelphia is going to blow out New York, uh, New York for sure. And then Cincinnati will take on the New York Jets. I'm pretty excited for that game because I have a friend named uh, Jay Gruden, who I know is coordinator over there. And I know I'm going to be cheering on him for the Bengals. So I hope they win. But obviously that should be one of the very close games. I mean, what are your thoughts about that, uh, Cornelius, about the Jets and the Bengals? Um, it's going to be a great game. Both teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, I know Andy Dalton is a quiet, consistent, I, I'm saying average, because he doesn't have big numbers and doesn't play big and, um, and still hasn't won anything. Uh, they, their defense, Cincinnati, is known to be good, very good. Um, I am very surprised how the Jets' defense is really good. Like, better than I had no idea some of the guys they had. Like, Wilkerson, Muhammad uh, Wilkerson is just a monster, number 96. They have some good linebackers. They have some good cornerbacks that they got in the drafts and things. They're just a good defense to team. And then you have uh, Geno Smith, who I thought was a reach. And he's kind of changing my mind. I, I'm kind of stubborn because I didn't really don't didn't like him. <laughs> thought he had a lot of arrogance, and I didn't think he'll grow as a quarterback. But they're four and three, and they're scoring points, and they beat the New England Patriots in the last minute of the game last week. And I'm, you know, and it, you know, he had a lot to do with it. He made plays, and they have a good running game. And you know, I'm not quite sure. Um, this is a good match, and I'm. What's this game being played at? Cincinnati. Ugh, tough yeah. place. <laughs> oh really? Know. Yeah, tough, tough place. place. I don't uh, know if the Jets can win on the road. But so. have your picks between New York, uh, New York Giants, and the New York Jets. Who who would you prefer is better? Which right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Jets are playing better, but but I don't think the Giants are that horrible of a team. I just there's just they're just not playing good. Total, like you know, have a lot of injuries. They just are not playing well as a team right now. You know, I mean, I, last year the Cardinals were four and zero, and I knew they were not a four and zero team. I mean, it's just sometimes your record doesn't indicate that. You know, so it's it's you know, and a lot of teams don't make playoffs or of a lot of talent. I don't know if the Jets make the playoffs, but they're having fun and they're in the playoffs now. I mean, playoffs ended today. They're in. So. Oh yeah, and now like that there's actually been a pretty big curse on the sports team Giants because not only that the New York Giants they won the Super Bowl and then had a blow off season the following season not only that the San Francisco Giants they won the World Series then they blew off the uh, the next season so both these, team, both these teams weren't really good but Nikki what are your thoughts about um, this Sunday and all these games <laughs> about the Jets and the Bengals but most important the Falcons and the Cardinals well, the Falcons and the Cardinals, like I said, they're pretty close teams. Uh, the Jets have really surprised me this year, just how they've started out the season. But both games are going to be pretty evenly matched between those two teams, between the four teams, really. And it'll be huge, whoever comes out on top. And not only that, on Monday night, Seattle will take on the St. Louis Rams. And I got to say... Sam well, I want to talk about the Cardinals, man. The Cardinals... <laughs> I mean, they, they win. They're four, four and four, you know, and they got to win. 
Cardinals <laughs> win their four and four with eight games to go, and they have a very kind of a weak schedule. If you look at their schedule, they got like a game with the Rams at home. Um, they get Seattle home. I think that'll be a good game. They, they already the, played a game against Seattle at home. They got to play in Seattle yeah. now. They get the Niners oh. at home. That's what I'm thinking. Niners at home. They got the Lions. They got the Eagles. These are winnable games. Oh yeah, and it's kind of been a curse to the Cardinals. They got but kept, Atlanta. Yeah, but, but Atlanta is a team that should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They messed it up. They were winning. They were killing well, the Seattle Seahawks. They're one step away. They so, were beating them like yeah. twenty-seven to seven or something. They were killing them, and they lost. Yeah. And now they're like, what's their record? Two and what? Two and four? Two and whatever? They're 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 fighting for their lives. Their lives and, they, and the Cardinals are f- actually have a better record. So I'm going but, to that game, the Cardinal game. But out of all the NFL teams going into the NFL playoffs and more into the Super Bowl, if you had to pick any of the uh, really like bad teams, who would be your upset pick? Well, this week? Yeah. Uh, let me look real quick. I can pick one out. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Ah, I saw one. I'm not going to say it yet. I, I, I'm looking Can't at be the, Pittsburgh. I'm, so. I'm looking at the Browns. Uh, the Pittsburgh haven't beaten the Raiders in three three tries, so that would be an upset if they beat them. Um, I'm looking at the Browns, at the Chiefs. I know people think that's crazy. Um, Bills and Saints, no, nah, not in New Orleans. You can't beat people in New Orleans. Um, that's not a Giants and Eagles. That's no upset kind of big there. Um, Redskins and Broncos, yeah, maybe with um, Griffin there. Yeah, you know, they're playing better ball in Washington. They're, they're kind of getting back, you know. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with the Redskins. The Redskins. Over the you're, you're picking RG3. Over, yeah. I, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, the Redskins, they've done better. Not only that, there's been some kind of huge uh, thing that's been going on. They want to get rid of the name, the Redskins in Washington, and I don't know what other name they want to go for, but I've already seen the Hornets change their names to the Pelicans, and didn't really impress me that much. Now I don't know what the Redskins are going to do. But what are your thoughts? Like, do you think like the Redskins should get rid of their name, Nikki? I honestly don't know about that. I mean, I've read about what they've said, and honestly, I really don't know. It is just what Washington has had for so long. So, honestly, yeah, I really don't know about what Washington's been doing with that. Well, not only that, I'll take a look inside Seattle, more the uh, good teams. So, again, they're taking on uh, St. Louis. And uh, I got to say, Russell Wilson's really impressed me with Seattle. I mean, they did get a huge victory over Arizona. It looked like some kind of invasion going on at University of Phoenix Stadium. But... Wilson has really impressed me this season, and they're going against the St. Louis Rams. And like Nikki, what are your thoughts about Russell Wilson and his performance in the NFL? Well, definitely the Seahawks are improving as they go along under him, and they've definitely turned it around this season. I've seen them play against the Cardinals, which that was always interesting, and so. Definitely the Seahawks have done so much better coming into this season. I tell you, the Rams have a big issue. They have no quarterback. Their backup is uh, Kellen Clemens. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and that could get really ugly in St. Louis. If there, if that was if St. Louis ever won that game, that would be an amazing, amazing upset. They have they don't have a they really don't have an NFL quarterback. They can't even go. They actually looked at Brett Favre this, um, uh, this oh, week, yeah. and Brett Favre obviously said no. Um, <laughs> he's forty four, you know. But that's how bad it is in Seattle, St. Louis, you know. Uh, thank goodness they have the Cardinals in the World Series because it could be a horrible October right now. Um, but anyway, uh, th- that's a big story with, with, the, with the Rams. You're in the NFL and you, you don't – like the Cardinals last year, remember how bad it was? Like, oh, yeah. We really had no quarterback. They were just throwing bodies out there. Like, you know, Caleb, you were next. You know, like you were the next quarterback. Because it didn't matter. You just hand the ball off and gain one yard and punt. That's all it was. That, it could get that ugly in St. Louis. Well, not only that, the Rams got a victory over the Cardinals in the opening week this season. Yeah, but Bradford was the quarterback. Not Bradford. Um, yeah, Bradford. He was the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he was the quarterback, and he's out for the year. And he was a, he's a pretty decent quarterback. They have a great defense in St. Louis. That I know. It yeah. could kind of make it interesting on defense. I just don't think they're scoring points. Oh, yeah. I really don't think. All right. Nikki's got to have – Nikki, I want Nikki to hear the Packer-Viking prediction. Okay. Um. Well, I'll start jumping into it. Aaron Rodgers is having a pretty decent season at the Packers, the Vikings. I mean, they've had – they've done better, I would say, than uh, ever before, and they've kind of improved. But more of it, Nikki, like what is your thought – thoughts about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers well they've been they've had their good games and their bad games of course but for them to be playing the Vikings in Minnesota it'll be big for them I mean it's tough the, yeah uh, the Packers are four and two while the Vikings are one and five so Packers definitely have the advantage there but they are playing in Minnesota all right yeah, in the very cold city. So, all right, well, with that, that's going to end our broadcast here on Speaking of Sports. We thank you for listening here live at the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona. And don't forget, we'll see you again next time right here on Speaking of Sports. You've been listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.